What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we're on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am Matt Primo, and this week I'm doing it solo because I am starting Horror in Review Part 3. We have done this three years in a row. The first year we did it, uh, we I, re- I watched as many horror movies as possible, and then we did a Top 10 Horror Movies of All Time episode, which I would be okay with kind of redoing that because my list has kind of changed since then because to be to be completely fair, I have watched several like older classics that I would like to move into my top 10, but you know, we'll do that further down the road. And then last year, Carmen and I did the top 10 scariest horror movies of all time, which aren't necessarily the best ones, they're just the scariest. So this year for part 3, the third annual horror and review series, we are doing Aliens, Aliens and Space Horror in Review, and we are starting it off with Event Horizon. I'm also going to be reviewing Signs, Super 8, The Thing, and then if you would like two additional reviews, go to patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two. Supports at any of those tiers, and then you get access to the Patreon exclusive reviews, which are Sunshine and Cloverfield. Uh, two, I know Sunshine is a incredible movie. Incredible movie. Like ahead of its time, I am I am so ready to review that movie. Uh, Cloverfield, I haven't seen since it came out. Signs, like I'm not going to give you my reviews of all those movies all right now, but I, I think we chose you know six really really great movies to review this year, and I, I'm hoping they they kind of keep the pace with with the series because. In the past, you know, I'll have like one or two movies in, that are up for review that I'm like not super excited for, especially when it comes to the Patreon reviews. But I think overall, these are six just standout episodes that uh, that I would recommend going to patreon.com slash two game and supporting us there so you can access to everything that you possibly can. But by listening to this, it's support enough. So thank you so much. So let's go ahead and jump into Horror in Review Part 3 with Event Horizon. A rescue crew investigates a spaceship that disappeared into a black hole and has now returned with someone or something new on board. This movie is directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, who has directed a bunch of movies. Resident Evil, Resident Evil Afterlife, uh, Retribution, The Final Chapter. He directed AVP, which I reviewed that. Uh, Death Race, The Three Musketeers, Pompeii, Monster Hunter. That movie can go, you know, can go fuck itself. And then the first Mortal Kombat movie, which for better or for worse, that is a highly entertaining movie. The budget for this movie was $60 million and it grossed worldwide $26.6 million. Uh, big Big old bomb at the box office. It stars... Lawrence Fishburne, Sam Neill, and Kathleen Quinlan. It has a runtime of 1 hour and 36 minutes, and it was released August 15th, 1997. Uh, Jumping into some of the fun facts, the initial cut of the film was 130 minutes long and so violent that test audiences and the studio balked at the, uh, the finished product. And initially, the first time it got rated by the MPAA, it was rated NC-17. So I wish, I wish I could see a, a hard R NC-17 
version of this movie because that would be so, so awesome. Uh, the rotational shot of the space station over Earth took nearly a third of the film's visual effects budget. And the uh, spacesuits that, that they wear throughout the movie weighed 65 pounds each. Uh, this movie was met with mostly negative reviews and disappointing box office, but has since gained a cult following. I mean, after you watch it, you'll you'll kind of understand why. Uh, Paul W.S. Anderson chose to direct Event Horizon instead of Mortal Kombat Annihilation. So it's kind of like, ooh, Annihilation was doo-doo. And this movie was really great. But would I rather him had Mortal Kombat Annihilation? I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure if he would if he would have directed Annihilation, it still would have been doo-doo. So, so, something to think about. Because a lot of his movies are kind of hit and miss. Like, very, very much hit and miss. I think... As a director, he's not that great. I, I think this might be overall his best movie that he's made. And I will kind of segue from that into my general impressions of the movie. And that's to say, I absolutely loved this movie. I I think it is absolutely worth watching. And it is definitely going to be uh, definitely going to be at the top of the list when it comes to, you know, top 10 alien space horror movies. Because... The things that they do in this movie, I feel like were definitely kind of ahead of its time. I mean, 1997 was when it came out, and same thing with like Sunshine when it gets when we get to that point. I, I think what they did in that movie of Sunshine and this movie, I mean, you can kind of see similarities. Some of the things that they do in this movie, Sunshine does, you know, what ten years later, five years later, whatever time that movie came out. So I think this movie was definitely 100 percent ahead of its time and th there's some great great horror elements throughout i wouldn't say it's scary by any means it's more tense uh the the aesthetics of the overall movie is very much horror kind of like like if you listen to the two game podcast which you can go search by that's our other podcast that we do for the public and it's free to to go check out so go check us out there um the callisto protocol kind of similar aesthetics there you know dead space similar aesthetics there as well so i think the the overall tone and look of the movie is very much very much a part of the horror genre and they do have some jump scares some some cliche jump scares throughout the movie which are i mean they're fine i mean i didn't get scared by them any means they're kind of they're kind of dumb they don't subvert your expectations with the jump scares or anything like like, I think the movie that I think of the most when it comes to kind of subverting your expectations with jump scares is The Conjuring. And I think they do that so, so well in that movie where you think the jump scare is going to happen and it doesn't. And then they just, they just delay it just a little bit and subvert those expectations and it 100% scares you. So they don't really do that here. Obviously, this movie has... I think when you watch this movie, you see the influences on this from previous movies, and then you see some other movies that kind of use this as influences. So it's kind of like a bridge movie, honestly, and I I, I think that kind of goes back to it's, it's ahead of its time. So it has a lot of alien influences in it. I mean, the little keyboard shit, that's all alien from the movie Alien. And then you got uh, Sunshine, but you also have like Interstellar, which comes, which, when did that come out? Like 2000 and, 
12 or, or something like that. Um, I, I think it, no, it didn't come out in 2012. That was uh, Dark Knight Rises. So I- Interstellar came out in like 2017, something, something like that. Anyways, it doesn't really matter. But Interstellar definitely took some vibes from this movie into that. So this feels very influential to not only other movies, but this was also stealing some influences from previous movies as well. And the CGI, which I was... I was very, very curious about going into the movie was, is the CGI going to hold up at all? Is it? I mean, this is in the 90s. It, it kind of has a lower budget. And this was before like CGI got really good. So, I mean, are they going to go more practical versus visual? And I think for the most part, the the visual effects really, really hold up. Obviously, when there's a cup floating I mean, all that looks like garbage. It really does. But the overall scenes with, like, showing the space station and Earth and all that, that looks really, really good. And then the sets, the set design look look incredible as well. So I, I think they nailed the aesthetic of the movie more so than anything else with the movie. I, I think it looks great. I mean, you like I said, you got some misses here or there with the CGI, which is like small things that are floating and, and whatnot. But it, it looks like they tried going practical as much as, as possible. And I really, really do appreciate that, especially in horror movies. When you go CGI and you figure out that it is not real, that completely takes you out of the movie. So I really appreciate that, that they try to do as much as possible with practical effects versus the visual. Obviously, I know that a space station floating above Earth and all this other stuff is not real. So, I mean, the CGI there is fine. But when you start doing some of the other things, you know, the sets and whatnot, yeah, you got, you got to make that shit real. You got to make it real because that's really going to add to the overall to the overall movie and make it make it last longer. Shout out to that. But kind of jumping into some of the uh, the actors, I think Lawrence Fishburne was the perfect role for was the perfect fit for the role of the captain. Uh, he's straight to the point, you know, cut the bullshit, do your job type of character. The acting is pretty good there. Uh, other than a couple of times with the cheesy dialogue, which by the way, I, I think the the writing overall is is okay. Like I said, it's got that 90s cheesy dialogue uh, several times throughout the movie, but it doesn't take me out of it, you know? I, I'm fine with it. It wasn't so bad that it's good or anything like that. I just thought it was, when, when it was saying something stupid, I'd just be like, oh, that's 90s for you. That's the 90s for you. Like, it was just a product of his time with the dialogue, so I'm not going to fault a movie for that. I also thought that Sam Neill was just pitch perfect in this movie. Um, He did a great job throughout, uh, especially when he turns evil. I mean, gouging out the eyes, great prosthetics, and then how he had this evil, like, twang to his voice was just so great. I I love the differences in his performance from him being the good guy to versus being the bad guy. Now, I will say, this was a twist that everybody saw coming. Like, the beginning of the movie, you're like, oh, well, Sam Neill's going to be the bad guy here. 100% going to be the bad guy. But nonetheless, it, it was still, I, I think they still did a good job of transitioning him into the overall bad guy of the movie. And I, I think when a movie 
See, to me, if you see the twist from a mile away, sometimes that ruins the movie. I, I think they did such a great job with the transition and then with the performance and then the final part of that movie. It, it was almost kind of like the journey to the destination, right? It's not It's not about getting there. It's about the journey. And I think they did a great job of kind of kind of steering that boat throughout the entire movie to make it so you don't really care about the twist. You just, you care about the journey, you know? There's some life lessons for y'all, okay? Don't say I never taught y'all anything. But yeah, I, I thought the uh, the overall performance from Sam Neill was just, was just fantastic. And the fact that he looks like Deadpool at the very end, you know, the Deadpool from the much maligned X-Men Origins movie, Wolverine, uh, I thought, I thought all that looked just absolutely incredible. And if I'm being completely honest, I think up until the last third of the movie, I was right there at three, like three stars. If I'm being completely honest, I, I thought it was a good movie and I'd probably watch it again, but I I don't think I would say that it was just a, oh my God, this is fucking great of a movie. The last third of the movie, when just shit goes downhill and, you know, everybody's kind of freaking out and they're hallucinating or, or whatever the hell's going on. And then we got Sam Neill going evil and they're fighting each other. You know, by the way, there's the sunshine references, the influences right there, which I never knew because I, this is the first time I ever saw this movie. But I think the last third of the movie really, really elevates this entire movie for me. And it, it makes it a great watch. And I was definitely not disappointed by it. And this is, I'm going to add this to my list of movies that I'm going to rewatch on a consistent basis because I think it's that great of a movie. So if you haven't seen it, I would highly recommend going to check it out. And just a couple other things before we close out this review. I think the score is pretty good. It does add a lot of tension to the overall movie, especially in some scenes. The score really, really made those overall scenes better, like the uh, the airlock system uh, scene with Justin activating the airlock door, real tense, and they they set it up with some great editing you know, back and forth between uh, him, the other the other uh, characters, you know, behind the door. And then you got Lawrence Fishburne trying to get to the door as fast as possible. Uh, I, I think the set design, along with some of that gore, just looked really, really cool. And that overall scene was just incredible. So that scene, uh, the, the, the score with Sam Neill's character blowing up the ship... I thought the score right there was was great. It really made it tense. But the one thing that I would say I wish they would have done more of, and it's not that I dislike it or anything like that, because I don't. I just think they they tr- they tried saying something in this movie and then just completely diverted from it. And like they mention it once, and you're like, oh, oh, okay, they're gonna they're gonna focus on this theme, and that's gonna be kind of the overall theme of the movie. And they never really go back to it. And that is, you created this thing and you didn't think there would be a price to pay. Like that, they're, they're talking about the Event Horizon, which can jump through time, not time, but space. So it, it creates a black hole in one part and then it ends up in another part of the universe, basically. So they think, you think you created this thing and there wouldn't be a price to pay for it? Like you're kind of playing God and whatnot. I think that gives the movie some depth. I just wish they would have hit this home a little bit harder and kind of explored it a little bit more going throughout the movie. And I think if 
personally, if they explore that theme a little bit more throughout the movie, I think it goes, I mean, this goes up into the, the high fours, honestly. Like, it could be almost an, uh, an a phenomenal masterpiece of a movie if they explore those themes a little bit more. Other than that, this is just a straight-up space horror movie. Like, it, it felt like it had something to say, and then it didn't have guts to kind of continue pushing that. They they had this, you know, one-and-a-half-hour runtime, and they just wanted to get in and get out. Shut out. But I think if they would have explored some of those themes, this movie would have been would have been incredible, honestly. I ended up giving it four stars. I think it's a great movie. Um, like I said earlier, I, I went from a three to a four with the last third of the movie. And that's not saying that the, the first two-thirds of the movie is bad or anything. It's not. It's just I, I felt a little, little disappointed, a little lackluster. But when it started going off the rails in the last third of the movie... 100% I am there for that shit. Which, by the way, this was the first time that I, I've ever seen this movie. I, I had never seen it before. I remember seeing like bits and pieces of it when it first came out. I saw it on TV or, or something like that. But other than that, I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, I only knew that it was a space horror movie. But, I mean, I didn't know what the movie was about. Uh, I just knew that... They were in space on a spaceship. You know, I I didn't know anything else. I didn't look up what the movie's about. I didn't watch a trailer. Nothing like that. Uh, I just knew that it kind of had this cult following. So I was like, oh, let's 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 check this movie out. Let's review that movie uh, for horror and review. And then while watching it, I'm like, oh okay. Well, honestly, Sunshine borrows a lot a lot of elements from this movie, including the story. It, it changes up the story a little bit, but Sunshine does change up the the story just enough to make it different. So I'm going to have to look at that when I go review Sunshine and think, you know, is this movie, was this movie really ahead of its time? Because it's kind of copying this movie a little bit. But, you know, I'm not a huge, it's not a huge like negative for me when I review movies is, well, this is the exact same movie. Okay, unless the movie is just doo doo compared to the other one. But anyway, I thought this was a great start for horror in review part three. Highly recommend going to check it out. I bought it for I don't even remember how much I bought it for. Was it five, six, seven dollars, something like that? I th- I think that's great. I-, I think that's a great price for this movie. And if you can find it digitally for that price, I I would highly recommend checking it out. We start getting above ten dollars, and I'm like. Eh, not so much. I mean, I'm not saying I don't like it enough to pay more than $10, but y'all know me. The movie came out in the in the 90s. We we should be talking about less than 10 bucks here, okay? But that's just me. Just personal personal preference. Uh but yeah, I appreciate y'all joining me for this review. I will catch y'all next week on another one. Laters.